Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Today is episode 50. 50 episodes. I can't even believe it's been that many. So I thank everyone who's been listening so far. If this is your, if you're a new listener, if this is your first couple of episodes, go on back and um, on SoundCloud and and on iTunes, you can go back and listen to the episodes all the way from the start and just catch up on where we are, what we've been up to for the last 50 episodes. Um, so today I wanted to give like a tip today, yesterday, um, and I want to thank uh, my guest yesterday, Tamiko Benjamin, the founder of The Perfectly Balanced Life, who gave us some health tips and um, food shopping tips and how to kind of eat healthy on a budget. And it kind of helped us to blow out that myth that says that you have to spend a lot of money to eat healthy. So I thank her again for joining me yesterday. And so today I wanted to continue that conversation as it relates to food and um, shopping and spending money, etc. Uh, in the Facebook group, we began to discuss like, how is it that you, how do you really eat healthy on a budget? And many people just kind of conceded that you can't. They're just like, oh, you can't. There really is no way. And I don't believe that. I know that's not to be true. Um, it, it does seem like there is a concerted effort for things that are unhealthy for you to be cheaper. Uh, you can get, uh, and things that are, seem to be convenient. So you can go and get a dollar menu, on the dollar menu, you can get a burger and the fries and all this stuff. And you can have whatever, what's considered to be a full meal for $3. But we have to use our, our, our good common sense to know that Things like that are not providing you with any nutrition, right? So there are certain juices that are really cheap. But if you look at the ingredients, there are no, there's actually no juice in it, right? And there are some people who are hiking up prices and doing things to kind of go with a fad. So one of the things that's really funny is the things that you see will be uh, gluten-free or gluten-free rice. And you're like, okay, rice is gluten-free. Like things like that where you say, okay, people are kind of, our manufacturers and businesses are kind of, jumping on waves to, to get into what into people's heads. And so there are certain things that will be more money for no reason. But, you know, there are other things that you can do that you can actually still eat healthy and still save money. So one of the biggest things that I notice when people talk about um, their budgets is that they really don't have an idea of a food budget. And quite often, um, that is the budget, that's the line item that kind of gets blown out easily and most often. So the idea that you would say, okay, I only, every week I spend $150 on groceries. And then you actually go to the supermarket and only spend $150 on groceries. What you would need to do in order to accomplish that goal though, is that you must write a list. You must prepare to go food shopping. You must take an assessment of what is in your um, pantry or in your cabinet. You must do an inventory. The other parts is that you have to plan out what you're going to cook. And so when you don't do that, you just kind of go freely into the supermarket and just buy things. You will always have a tendency to spend to a spend more money and B, you will have a tendency to um, buy things that you don't need and you won't use. And you'll need to either go back to the supermarket or you will have the temptation to eat out. So it's really important. It's critically important when you're doing food shopping to do, to take those steps, which is to take the inventory of, of your, of your cabinets and say, okay, what am I going to cook? And as diligent as you can be, is that say, you know, you go food shopping over the weekend, 
what meals will you will you prepare and we've talked about this in the past that how much people can save money on bringing their own lunch and so if you take sunday and you meal prep and meal prepping saying okay i'm going to make meals i'm going to um, make meals so that i can have food for dinner let's say for the next two days but i'm also going to make a separate meal or enough of the same meal so that i can take lunch with me for a couple of days now some people are have a hard time eating the same thing over and over again I don't happen to be one of those people. I can eat the same thing, you know, for a week. I could eat some variation of the same food for for a week. But if you are a person who has that issue, then you need to like really plan ahead to say, okay, I'm going to make XYZ meals or carve out time so that you can make new meals every two days. Now, that's more of a challenge. So the reason that people really do well with meal prepping is because if you can make a lot of food at once on a one time, you can dedicate a couple of hours to cooking. It's far easier than trying to jump again into the week and dedicate another two hours. The whole point is that when people eat out and spend money on food outside, because they don't have time to cook and it just doesn't become, it becomes inconvenient. And the thing here is that you have to pay with your time for the convenience of having your meals prepped so that you can save money on dinner and on lunch because lunch meals tend to be really expensive outside. You spend a lot of money on breakfast and lunch outside. So shop food shopping with a list, food shopping with a purpose and food shopping with a budget are things that will keep your food shopping, keep you at your food shopping number. It will also help you to stay in order around your finances so that you're spending less money during the week. Also, when you food shop, when you're food shopping with a purpose and with a budget and knowing what you need to buy, then you then you have an idea of what you're going to get before you go to the supermarket. So then you can competitively shop. So pulling out the circulars for every um, the supermarkets that you go to, seeing what is on sale as you're preparing. Because if you start to look at what's on sale and you prepare your meals accordingly, then you're really in line with how you're going to save money. Because you, if you go there and you see, okay, I was planning on making steak this week, but chicken is on sale. Well, I can change that and make and change my meal for the week to chicken. And so small steps that seem like a lot of work in advance, but they really are there to save you, save your money, save time, save effort, and help you to really strategize around food. Because, you know, food is that thing that everyone is going to say, no, I just need to get what I need to get. And I'm not going to restrict myself. But food is where a lot of money gets spent. And if you're attempting to stay on a strict budget, you cannot allow certain line items like food shopping to just kind of blow out the water just because. And so there, and there are the things that you can buy in bulk that are helpful. So to me, all bulk bulk shopping is not necessarily helpful, but there are some things that where if you do buy in bulk, it's a, it's a really good idea. And bulk doesn't always mean Costco BJ's bulk can just mean buy it and in a larger size and then break it down for yourself. So, you know, if you go to a butcher and you get a lot of meat, if you have enough room in your freezer, if you have an ability to drop to um, shrink wrap things and make, you know, after you season them so that they don't get freezer burned, then buying in bulk bulk is helpful when it comes to something like meat. Um, If you are a person who, let's say you, you like to snack. And so you usually buy trail mix and you buy them individually in little packets for your kids so that they can have that in their lunch bag and you can have it when you go to work. It's much more cost effective to buy the ingredients. So if you buy the, the nuts, buy this, the, the raisins, whatever else goes in your trail mix, and then you sit with some Ziploc bags and you create little bag packets, it's much more cost effective to do that also because you're paying for the convenience of the little smaller prepackaged. So when things that come prepackaged, if you take the time to buy the bulk of it and package it yourself, you save money. And also um, you have a good idea of what is in it. Quite often, 
a lot more goes into things that you really wouldn't want when it's prepackaged. So if you do it yourself, you get that you get that um, extra added knowledge that you know what's in there. So it's things like that, that things that people find, oh, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time. But it's either time or money. You have to decide which one is going to be more important to you. Saving money in the long run and potentially eating healthier in the long run. Is that worth some time that you may have to spend on a Sunday afternoon to prepare for the week? So like anything else with your finances, preparation, writing it down, planning, those are things that are essential. So that doesn't that, that it doesn't exclude food. And if you're going to eat out or spend money out, you should plan that as well. So you should say, OK, I know that this meals that we're going to make is going to last us through Thursday. Friday night is when we get together as a family. We order pizza. We do et cetera. If that's already in your budget, then you're not blowing your budget by doing that. And so, again, it's always about things can be there, things you can spend money on. You just have to plan for it. And when you plan for it, it's already accounted in your budget, which means you've you've made sure that your budget is balanced and you've not done something else in order to make this 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 factor occur. So it's OK. It's just that you need to plan. So don't let food or food shopping or your food budget be the one part of your line item budget that you just don't kind of focus on. Focus on that, hone in on that. And listen to the episode yesterday where um, Tamiko gave us tips about how to, um, when you're food shopping, how to buy things that are healthy, looking at reading ingredients, looking at buying fresh fruit, fruit and vegetables, buying things that are in season, buying, sometimes buying frozen fruit, frozen fruit and vegetables for things because they are cost effective and they can be that you can get um that can last longer because they're frozen so you're not wasting you know identify identify those kind of ways in which you can save money at the supermarket make a list use the inventory inventory of your pantry use the circulars to plan your meals for the week and then cook ahead of time plan ahead of time cook ahead of time plan out meals bring your lunch these are all these kind of tips that will help you so that food is not the way in which you are blowing your budget. So that was just a tip on just to kind of piggyback off of our episode yesterday as it relates to health, wellness, food, food shopping, and staying on a budget when you're food shopping. So if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook and join the Facebook group there at Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at financialemancipation at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening today. And I hope you'll be back tomorrow as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.